and peace be with you always. Hello everyone, welcome back to the Madness. I'm your host as always, Brian Brian Dash, and I'm trying to get this video out um, for three days now to Sunday, Monday, two, yeah, three days now. Almost four, so I'm going to see if I can get a, a quick Bible story out. Um, this one is about the, uh, the Last Supper. I originally made one about the crucifixion and kind of give my inside kind of look in between there, but uh, I forgot to press record, or I pressed record and it shut off for some bizarre reason. So um, I'm going to be telling you this one instead. So here we go. Sit back, relax, enjoy. So when Jesus went to the Last Supper, um, when he walked in, the disciples originally were talking, were all quiet. And then Jesus got out a pan and water. I think he said he had like a dishcloth or something like that, or something similar to that, or apron around his waist, and bent down and began to wash the disciples' feet, one by one. The disciples didn't know it at the time, but that was going to be his second to last, or first to last sermon, or... Maybe not a sermon, but um, lesson to them. And he washed their feet. One by one. Then he went to Simon Peter. And Peter said, Lord, you will never wash my feet. He meant that as in saying, Lord, I, you are, I am unworthy for you to wash my feet. So you will never touch my feet. It wasn't like, oh, no, Jesus has germs. No, he was, he was just like, you shouldn't do this. You're God. You're God in the flesh. I'm not worthy enough to be near you. You can't wash my feet. It should be that way around. Just telling what he was thinking. Kind of like what John the Baptist said. Surely I am not fit to baptize you, John said. John the Baptist said. For you should baptize me. <clears throat> anyway. Continuing. So, Jesus said to Simon Peter, If I don't wash your feet, you'll have no place with me. Then Simon Peter said, Then Lord, do not wash my feet. And then he told Jesus to wash his entire body. And Jesus said, um, Tell me, does a man need to wash? I can't remember what he said he had to wash, but he's just like, Tell the thing is, you don't need a bath if if you're clean. But if your feet are dirty, then I'll clean your feet. So Jesus did so. He even washed Jesus' feet, who would later betray him. So, after that, he said, I tell you before this night ends, that one of you will betray me. And all of them were shocked. I can imagine they were like, What? He can't be serious. Betray him? Who? What? No. He must be joking, right? And I imagine Simon Peter being all high and mighty as he thought he was. was like, Who is it? Who could it be? And it says in the Bible, they asked one by one, Is it I? So I'm doing the voices to the disciples to doing, Is it I? Is it I, Lord? Is it I, Master? Is it I? Is it I? Is it I, 
Is it I? 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 Then Jesus reached forward and got a piece of bread and said, He who eats bread with me is the one who will betray me. And he held it out. He held it out to Judas. And Judas said, Master, is it I? You have said it. And he gave it to Judas. And Judas ate. Back to what you do, do it quickly, Jesus commanded. Judas got up from the table, ran out, and slammed the door shut. No one knew what Jesus was about to do. No one, except Jesus. They must have asked, possibly, amongst each other, Where's Judas going? I don't know. Perhaps he's out to fetch supplies. And then Jesus broke the bread and said, Take and eat. This is my body, broken and torn for forgiveness of sin. Eat in remembrance of me. And they ate. Then he poured wine into a cup and said, for this is my blood, which is shed for many, to wash away man's sin. Take and drink. And they drank. And he said to them, I will not eat, nor will I drink with you again until the day we eat and drink in my Father's kingdom. I tell you all, before this night ends, all of you will fall away. That's when Peter said to Jesus, My Lord, whether to life or death, I will never fall away. I will die with you, he said. And Jesus looked him in the eye and said to him, Peter, I tell you, before this night ends, you will disown me three times before the rooster crows. And Simon Peter said, No, Lord, I will never betray you. I gladly die for you. Then he took him to the drum of and told them to keep watch. A few times Jesus had to keep them awake. And, after, and he kept, took Simon Peter and John with him further than any of the other disciples. As Jesus prayed, My God, if, if it be your will, take this cup of suffering away. For not my will, but yours be done. And he walked back to find all of his disciples, including Simon Peter, asleep. And he said, Peter, could you not stay awake for one hour with me? For the time is near, the day has come. Today, I will be put into the hands of sinners. Jesus walked up to him and said, Hail, Master! And kissed him on the cheek, which was a sign that this was a man named Jesus. And the guards tried to seize him. 
Peter woke up along with all the other disciples. He took out his sword and chopped off the ear of one of the priest's servants. And Jesus said, Peter, put your sword back into its sheath, for I tell you, he who lives by the sword dies by the sword. Should I not drink from the cup my father has given me? And then he turned to the guards. Why do you come all balladress to get me? I sit, I sit daily teaching with you in the temple, and you did not take me then. There's no need for violence. I will not ignore God's orders. Or he said it like this. I will not resist God's will or something of that sort. Simon Peter dropped the sword and they ran into the they ran off. And Jesus was whipped, dressed in a royal robe, and a crown of thorns was on his head. Every king is a crown, they said. But before that, Jesus was taken in court, held at night, which was against the priest's law. And not only that, the priest broke God's law. Thou shalt not call false witness against thy neighbor. And they called false witnesses against Jesus. And Jesus said nothing during the trial. But by the end of the trial, there was still not enough evidence to convict Jesus. So the priest said, Tell me. Tell us all. Right here, right now. Are you or are you not the Messiah and the Son of God? Jesus said, I am as you say. Now listen here, I am who I said. He wasn't just like, eh, I, I am the Son of God. He was saying, I am. Capital I A M. With a space in between the I and the A. Did you hear that? The blasphemous words came from his very lips. This man claims to be Messiah and the Son of God. And he ripped his robe. The penalty for blasphemy is death. And that's when they were Jesus. And dressed him in a royal robe. And a crown thorn was placed on his head. And I can't remember if this was before or after this happened. I think it was after, but I could be wrong. They took him to Pilate. And they said, Pilate, this man should be killed and crucified. And claimed to be the Messiah and Son of God. And Pilate said, tell me, why should I put this man to death? In the eyes of Rome, he has done no wrong. Pilate, this man tells us to not pay taxes to Caesar. Hmm. Look at this man. He can barely stand. I cannot think a man like this could possibly be a threat to Rome. Pilate, we plead, listen. We'll let the people decide. He walked out amongst the people and said in a loud voice, People of Jerusalem and Judea, we have a man here and do it to being the Passover. I will release one prisoner of your choice. Tell me, who shall release? 
this burglar and murderer known as Barabbas or this preacher Jesus who is said to be the king of the Jews. You decide. They cried out, Barabbas, 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 as in free Barabbas. Then what shall I do with Jesus? Crucify him! Crucify him! Crucify him! Why? I imagine Pilate thought to himself, What evil has this man done? He's innocent. But the people continued to cry out, I imagine, Crucify him! And then Pilate poured water on his hands and washed them. I wash my man, my hands clean of this man's blood. And the people shouted out, Let his blood be on our hands. And Jesus was whipped. His beard was pulled out. He was whipped with the cow nine tails that had broken bones, iron balls, hooks, thorns, and a plethora of horrible, painful things. Imagine going to ha- imagine having hell put on your back every time the whip struck him. So his back was technically shaved off. And not just the skin, the meat and flesh as well. So he was ripped and dressed in a royal robe, and a crown of thorns was placed on his head. And the, they said to him, so you think you're a king? <laughs> Every king needs a crown. And they shoved the crown thorns into his scalp. I can only imagine just screamed in pain, if not moaned and groaned in agony. And they were, he was forced to carry his own cross. I can only imagine Jesus' mother pushed through the Romans and ran to him. And I imagine Jesus said this to her. Do not fear, mother. Everything is possible with God. Now, I imagine he said that. It doesn't say he did, but I do imagine he said that. And he picked up the cross and began to walk. Romans whipping him all the way. Finally, he fell to the ground. He was too weak to carry the cross, so they called a man. You there, carry the cross. And a man known as Simon of Cyrene walked up and carried the cross for Jesus up to the hill known as Skull. And they mocked him. You can save others, but can you save yourself? <laughs> Call angels to come get you down from there. Why would you ask God to save you? You trust in God. Where is your God now? Why don't you cry out to your father, Messiah? And Jesus said, Father, Father, forgive them for they do not know what they are doing. Now you may be asking, so he was tied to a tree. So what? No. The cross were two wooden beams, and it held his body in such a way 
where he could not breathe without pushing up. And Paul like, so? That seems easy. Well, think about it. He wasn't just tied to a tree. His feet were bound and and nailed down. Think nails bigger than railroad spikes. That's what he was going through. Those in his feet and those in his hands. And when I say hands, I mean right where your wrist is, right where that one nerve is. That, you know when someone digs a finger or nail there, that it feels like heck. That's what we're talking about. And they still mocked him. Then, one of the criminals said, Aren't you the Messiah? Why don't you save yourself? And us. Then another criminal. The hung from the other side said. Don't you fear God. For he reserved the same punishment we did. But this man has done nothing wrong. Jesus. Remember me when you come into your kingdom. Jesus said. Truly I saith to you. On this day you will be with me in paradise. Some may, Some variations may say. Truly I said to you today you will be with me in paradise or I promise you on this day you will join me in paradise or my friend this day you'll be in paradise with me depending on the the variation that you have. And then he said I thirst. And they gave him vinegar or soured wine different variations of the Bible say different things, but it all equals up to the same thing, something you don't want to put in your mouth and drink. He tasted it, and then refused it. And he said, Mother, this is your son. John, this is your mother. Which technically means, my mother is yours. Take care of her for me. Protect my mother. Take care of her the way I did or something on that, along those lines. Then he said, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Or some may say he said, Father, why have you forsaken me? And then, after a little bit, or long the times the sheep were being killed, for the forgiveness of of other people's sins, he said, it is finished. And he said, Father, into thy hands I commit my spirit. And that's when he died. His head drooped, and he was dead. The earth covered in black darkness, The temple was shaken, the world shook, and the thick curtain that could not be ripped by a team of horses pulling it in different directions, ripped top to bottom. And then one person yelled out in a loud voice, Truly this man was the Son of God! 
and the people panicked. And then all of a sudden, the shaking quit. And they moved him to a man named Joseph's tomb. And Roman guards stood there saying, We have to stand here and guard the body, so no one tries to steal it and claim that Jesus has resurrected. So the women said, The women paid their respects and walked away. And they thought to themselves, How will we ever move that stone? And able to anoint the Lord's body and embalming spices. So the women went home, rested on the Sabbath, and returned Sunday morning. And Jesus' body was missing. Mary cried. And, and she saw someone behind her as he said, Woman, why do you cry? She thought it was the gardener and said, If you have taken the Lord's body, tell me where he is so I can bring him back, or something along those lines. Then he said, Mary. And then she saw it was none other than Jesus himself. You may be wondering, okay, where are those two Roman or those Roman guards at? Well, an angel earlier that day flew in, opened the tomb, Jesus was in there, and he sat on the stone. So the Romans passed out. Now before you lay heat on those Roman guards who had one job, make sure that no one touches the stone. If you saw an angel, chances are you wouldn't stand in the angel's way. You wouldn't be like, now excuse me, Mr. Angel, you have no authority to be here. The angel would probably be like, Dude, I come from God Almighty. He told me to roll the sun away, man. I think I have authority over your little dinky little Caesar guy who lives not that long because either he's assassinated or commits suicide. Or at least that's what happened to Nero and what's that other guy? Oh yeah, Julius Caesar. So you might not want to stand my way, bro. I'm having a pretty good day, but Roman's in my way. Let's get out. That's a good man. I'll get angry. And you don't want to see an angry angel. Let me tell you, my friends. They don't like being told by mortals what to do. <clears throat> They're fine with God telling them, but they don't like mortals telling them what they should be doing. They get violent. Anyway. Moving on. Down the line a bit. Here we go. So, the, he asked her to tell the disciples, and she ran to the disciples. And what was Peter's first thing he said? My Lord, I must save him. And when I heard that, I'm like, Peter, we get it. We get it. You want to save Jesus. Oh, you're probably wondering, where was Peter during this whole crucifixion thing? Answer, he was hiding in his room. Because people came up to him and said, where is 
didn't I see you with Jesus? And Peter said, I'm, I'm sorry, you must mistake me with someone else. But I guarantee I've seen you with him before. And how could you have seen with someone I never even met? Your accent gives you away, son. You're from Galilee. You look familiar to me, too. Why don't you just admit it? You're one of his disciples. And Peter cursed, but I'm not going to curse in this video. Particularly, he's saying, I'd be D if I know him. But in my version, I'm going to read here, which is children's Bible. It says, he yelled, get back. How many times must I tell you? I don't know Jesus. I never did. And the rooster crowed after the third time. And I guarantee in Simon Peter's mind, he's saying to himself, what have I done? I denied Jesus just as I, just as he said I would. And he ran off and cried bitter tears. And Judas, as Jesus walking down the road, ran to the, ran to the Pharisees and said, Take the money back. I can't accept it now. I betrayed an innocent man. And the Pharisees said, Your guilt is not our concern, Judas. You knew what you were doing. And you know what would happen. No, I didn't know he'd suffer like this. Please, I can't bear it. I beg you, please just take it back. Your guilt is none of our concern, Judas. It's between you and God now. Keep the reward. You earned it. And he threw the money down and yelled no. And as he ran off, he ran until he couldn't run anymore. Then he hung himself. Back to Jesus. The other disciples didn't believe him. And he got to the point where Thomas the Doubter, as he is known, said... We all saw him die with our own eyes, woman. If he is truly risen from the dead, have him appear to me and I'll touch his hands and stick my hand in his side. As soon as I do that, then I will believe. And sure enough, Jesus appeared to him shortly after and said, Thomas, you doubt your own eyes. Touch my hands, feel my wounds. And Thomas did and believed. Then Jesus said, You all believe me because you have seen me. Blessed are those who have not seen me and still believe and will know I'll be with you always till the end of the earth. There's any time you're being tortured or going through a hard time or so much as you got a paper cut, Jesus is there with you. You could be laying in bed thinking you had the best day of your life and Jesus will be there with you, sharing in your pain and your joy. Even as I made this video, Jesus is probably right either right next to me or sitting in the corner listening to me talk about the wonderful name known as Jesus. I'm not going to do my outro for this because this is more important than any podcast. So I'm going to say something else. May God bless you. Thank you everyone for watching. And good night. God bless.